You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. morning. Our senior pastors this morning are having some some married couple time and having a little vacation together. So we bless them. They're in our thoughts today as they're just spending time with each other. Um, If you're new here this morning, we welcome you. We're so glad you're here. Um, I'm Sarah Webster. I'm one of the pastors here on staff at Revive the World Ministries. Um, if you're new to our culture, we, we love the vision that God has put on us as a ministry to not just be one perspective where one person teaches every Sunday, but to have the many perspectives of who God is and the revelation that he's pouring out on his people. And so, um, if you come here, you're going to see different faces up here every other Sunday, um, because this is the vision that God's given us, and we think it shows a bigger picture of who the Father is so that we have a, a, a better representation of the whole picture and not just the one side of his face. Because as the body, we're, we're a piece, a portion. We see in part, we know in part. And so it's beautiful that we get to carry the vision that God's given us to be a representation of who he is. So we welcome you this morning. Um, man, I... I, as I was talking with the Holy Spirit about this morning and, and, what, and what was on his heart, what are you up to, God? What do, you, what do you have for your bride? As a pastor and having a pastoral heart, I think about the family. I think about you guys often. And I think about the one. I don't want the one to be left behind. I think about... You know, we are experiencing personal revival every day. I'm experiencing, we, our leadership team, our pastors here, many of you, we're experiencing personal revival every day. We're experiencing encounters with God. We're seeing miracles, signs, and wonders on, on a daily basis. We're seeing people healed, cancer go. We're seeing mental health restored through hugs. We're seeing the signs and the wonders that come as fruit from revival. We're seeing personal revival every day. But, I, but as a pastor, I'm, I, I'm talking with the Lord often. How do we take the family with us? Because if you're doing it for me, it's for everybody. Because we're all the bride. It's not just me. He's not coming back for me. If it's just me, what's the point? I'm just an arm. I'm just a leg, you know? I'm just a mouth. We need the whole body. He's come back for a whole bride, right? Everyone say, I'm, a, I, I'm the bride. I'm included. He's coming back for me. Yes. So I, as I was talking with him this morning about what do you have for the family, and, and, and what I believe that, that, what I believe and what I'm sensing that God is doing right now in the earth is preparing the bride for his return. And it's not new. It's been happening uh, for thousands of years. 
because the last days started when he said, it's finished. <laughs> the last days started when his spirit came into us. And so I, what I believe and what I'm sensing that God is wanting to do in the body is pour out his spirit um, to prepare us for what is coming, the good and the bad, to prepare us all. And um, he's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Let's, let's just check in real quick. Do we got skin? You got skin? You're, okay, cool, cool, cool. You're included. <laughs> all flesh. You know, some of us have this own personal form of cessationism where we believe it's for the, for, for the some, but not for me. And, and what we believe for ourselves is actually a true picture of, of what we really believe God is like and who he is. What I believe he will do for me is who I believe he is. Let me say that again over here. What I believe he'll do for me is what I truly, who I truly believe he is. If I believe it's who he is and it's in his nature, I'll have faith for it for my life. That's good. That's good stuff. So, you know, when we go back to the picture of Acts 2, and they're walking around like, like drunks because they were encountering his spirit being poured out and experience like tongues of fire when the Holy Spirit, they received the Holy Spirit in the upper room. Um, they, they, they were at nine in the morning, just people, just people going ham, worshiping the Lord for, for his power being poured out on them. And they had to be stumbling around like drunk people for the people to think that they were drunk. So they were really experiencing an encounter, something supernatural and this is where, this is when Paul addresses them. This is how he addresses them and tells them, this is what's going on here. And he says, in the last days, he's, he's quoting the prophet Joel, because then they honored prophets and everybody knew what the prophets said. And they, he, he said, he, so he's saying, you know about Joel, you guys are all, you guys are familiar with what the prophets say. Joel said, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, not just some. And, and, he, and, and, and the men and the women and the young and the old, and it didn't matter what nation you were part of or what language you spoke, he's going to pour his spirit out on all flesh, right? I'm included in that. I'm a part of the all. All is pretty inclusive. All. That'll expand your theology a little bit. Believer, unbeliever, that we all got flesh. He's pouring out his spirit. And we're in the last days. So even in Acts 2, the last days had begun. And, and the preparation for the bride was started. Um, he's pouring out his spirit. So I believe that's what God's doing. He's pouring out, out, out his spirit. And in that, I believe one of the ways that he's preparing us as the bride is taking, is taking our perspectives higher. 
So today I'm going to talk about living in higher perspectives and supernatural experiences. I believe that he wants to take the bride to these higher perspectives to position ourselves in a higher perspective so that we can manifest kingdom realities into our experience here on the earth. Man, he's up to it, and it's beautiful. Jesus was a man of many sorrows. He understands, and he has compassion for for our pain, and he's in it with us. Emmanuel, the God, is with us, and he loves us enough to want us to be free from the conditions that we put on our experience in the earth. He loves us enough to want us to be free from the conditions we put on our experience in the earth. Because when I have conditions on what my experience is going to be, I handcuff myself to my experience. My experience becomes my Lord and who I serve. My experience becomes who I bow my knee to. But when... But when I have become a slave to the Spirit of God, he's who I bow my knee to, and everything else that's subservient or tries to rival his name will bow its knee to the Spirit of God inside of me. But I believe that God wants to come in today and to break the handcuffs of our conditions that we have for our experience in the earth. Because there, he loves us enough to want us to have not just a survival mentality, but a thriving, on fire mentality in the earth. A life well lived. Life and life to the full. That's what Jesus brings. The enemy comes to steal kill and destroy. But I came, Jesus speaking, to give life and life to the full. Are you living life to the full today? Or has your experience put conditions on your joy? Come on, this is good. God, this is good news. There are tools that the Bible gives us to be able to say what Paul said in prison. Count it all a joy when we receive trials of various kinds. There are tools that we have. I hope that you don't hear me yelling at you, but you hear me championing the bride this morning because I believe and I have hope for the bride to break free from mindsets so that we can get on to what God is up to because he's up to something good. He's a good father, and I want to be in it. I don't want to be worried about little petty things in my life. I don't want to be worried about things even though they may be big and feel big to me, but in the grand scheme of God's plan, matter not. So we're going to start with a little bit of more fun stuff, okay? All right, go ahead and put that picture up for me. Anybody recognize this? Anybody recognize this? What color is this dress? You see gold and white? Who sees blue and black? Who sees gold and white?
Interesting. Anybody's color, did the color change as you looked at it? Anybody? Raise your hand if the color changed as you looked at it. Are you freaking out? (laughs) So let's talk about this dress here. It broke the internet for a little bit. And honestly, I thought it was a joke. Um, So one day I'm scrolling and I see this dress. And the thing about this dress is everybody sees a different color when they look at it. And everybody is willing to bet their lives and their mama's lives and everybody else's lives that this dress is the color that they see. And when I showed my boys this, they were, they were sure <clears throat> that there's something wrong with somebody's eyes. But in reality, it has nothing to do with our eyes. Um, in reality... This dress is black and blue. That's the reality. Now let me tell you what's happening in this picture. So what, what our brains are trying to, let me tell you in, in the, very, the very brought down to my level version of a very cool phenomenon about our brains. So really, our eyes have just a little part in perceiving what we really see. It's our brains that tell our eyes what they're looking at. And so in, re- in reality, what we're doing is we're, we're, since we're looking at a picture and we weren't there, right now when I'm in this room, I can tell what colors you're wearing because I, I, my brain is taking in where all the light is at and where all the shadows are at, and I, and I have a, the whole picture of what's going on in here. And so my brain is telling my eyes what colors things are. Because when we're in and out of shadows, you know, the colors fade and get brighter and all those things. Well, when we look at an image, we're not there in the shopping mall with this lady to see what the light is and to see the reality, the true reality of of what color this dress is. So our mind is creating a reality about to prove what color this dress is. And it tells our eyes, this is what color it is. And so we see it. And so I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it had to be a joke because it was ridiculous to me to believe that so many people could see the same picture and yet have two completely different realities and experiences with that reality. It's not just that they're different experiences, but to each one, it's what's real. But the real reality is that the dress is black and blue. Now, the only reason why I even figured that out, you can go ahead and take it down. The only reason why I even figured that out was because first I just thought it was a joke and was looking at all the comments like how could people be so serious this has has to become it's obviously this color you know well then as I'm staring at the image it changed before my eyes Um, because I studied the picture and when I looked at the entire picture closely my brain changed its conclusion of its original assumptions 
that created this white and gold reality that I was seeing. Because it took in the shadows and all the things. And all of a sudden, my brain was like, oh, I've changed my mind. So now here is the reality. This is what's real. When I changed, when my brain changed its mind, then I was able to have a different perspective on what the reality was. Are you with me? This is a spiritual principle. This is a spiritual principle that we get, get the privilege to live out. Sometimes our, our eyes and our reality and what we are experience, our experience is, this experience is a white and gold experience. And I don't care if you see black and blue. And I don't care that that's what the Bible says it's true. I don't care that that's what the reality is because what I'm experiencing, what's being proved to me by what I see with my eyes is white and gold. And so until you can even get on the same planet as me, I don't even want to hear what you're talking about. And yet there is a higher reality that when we see the whole picture... We're able to first change our minds and then have a new perspective. And then our experience is, a, is now influenced by our new perspective. There is a heavenly reality. There is a heavenly truth that trumps our experience in the earth. There is a heavenly reality that trumps what our eyes and our mind and everything around us is telling us to be true when it rivals the word of God. But there is a higher reality that we get access to when we first change our minds. Okay, let's look at this process of what happened when I looked at that dress. My mind changed. This is how it changed in front of my eyes. My mind changed. Then my belief about that reality changed. Then my perspective changed. Then my reality changed. Then my experience with that reality changed. A lot of the times we want to work this thing backwards when it comes to our spiritually because... Our experience is what's big, and so it's what we highlight and what we focus on. In our experience, and we, and we think, I, my experience is bad. I feel this. This is what I feel. I feel this. I want to change this feeling, and so I need my experience to change. I need my, I need my, this reality needs to change. I need to pray these things away. I need to in order for my experience to be better, my reality has to be better. And, I, and, I, and I'm chained to that, that's that condition. And I'm, then I'm chaining myself to this reality that's a false reality. Because until this changes, I'm not changing my mind. Not changing my mind. You can't convince me you can't convince me that this isn't how I feel and, 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 and that I can, this feeling can go away. You can't convince me because there, Jesus, come karate chop some chains today. It starts with we change our minds. So let's dive into this. We're going to go change my mind. We're not going to work backwards. We're not starting with 
the, the, the pettiness of life. This is, this is a reality of earth that anyone who's anyone who's never read the Bible, who's never encountered the Holy Spirit, who has no wisdom can comprehend and see. But we understand a higher reality because we have the Holy Spirit. These are factual, but God's bringing the supernatural to trump the factual. And so first, we change our minds. Can you put up that Greek word for me? Metanoia, change my mind. This is the Greek word that we see in the scriptures over and over again. And here's a couple things that it means. To think differently afterwards or changing your mind after being with. That's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting to change your mind. This is something we also, metanoia is where they put as the word of repentance. When we repent, we change our minds. We change our minds about who we are, about who God is, about our circumstances. And so it's interesting, this process starts with changing our minds after being with. When we're with God, we get to experience him and his, who he is and his character. And repentance, I, I think maybe this morning some of us should, should repent for our misunderstanding of the word repentance. Because we've treated repentance like the me show and about my, my, my sin, my guilt, my shame, here I come again. And it has to become, I have to empty myself and, and be, get, you know, be a mess on the floor and all these things. Which Jesus does that to me all the time. <laughs> I'm a mess on the floor all the time, so don't let me fool you. But there's this shame-filled thing around repentance and shame always points back to me shame always points back to me and my strength and what I can do and how I can earn God's approval what I need to do but repentance is a changing of the mind Uh, repentance is a changing of the mind and and he draws us in closer in that and so our mind is easily changed when we're with him and we know his character you follow me so starts with we change our minds. Um, this is how we get to these kingdom. Then we have kingdom thinking when our minds are changed. So, hey, what Holy Spirit, are there things in the way that I'm thinking that I need to repent of? That I need to change my mind about and be with you to, to know what the truth is. And that's how we get that kingdom thinking. To we change our mind out of the old patterns from when we had our old mind into the, the patterns that we have now because we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 3.1, but we have the mind of Christ, right? In Ephesians 4.24, I'm just going to touch on this change the mind bit because this is something that transformation out the wazoo 
the mind is the door, the gateway to this to, to, to heavenly kingdom kingdom realities manifesting into this reality. That is our. We'll shut this door, and it's not coming through unless we open that door. Unless we change our mind through repentance. That is what repentance is. Change our mind. The salvation prayer that set everything up. And now we're in the process of, okay, let's change the way we think so we can get heaven into you. Change the way we think. Because you're supposed to be a walking, talking kingdom of God here in the earth. The Lord's prayer showed us what was important to him. Here on earth as it is in heaven. Let's get the kingdom of God into you. In Ephesians 4, 4, um, 24, Paul says this. Be made new in the attitude of your minds. That's a really interesting way to say that. The attitude of your minds. And put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Be made new in the attitudes of your mind. Here he's talking to the Ephesians, and he, he opens up in 18, 19, and 20 talking to them about, stop being like the Gentiles, people who don't know Jesus. Stop being like the Gentiles who were never taught, who never read the Torah, who know nothing about who God is. Stop living like them because they, they had futile thinking. Futility means useless. They had useless thinking. If, it's, if you're able to have useless thinking, then you're probably able to have some useful thinking. Stop thinking useless. Stop using your mind in a useless way. These people are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. Because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. When we refute, they were unrepentant. They made up their minds about who God is. They made up their minds about what their created reality is. And they, so their hearts were hardened. And he's telling the Ephesians, don't be like them in the patterns of the way that they think, but be made new in the attitude of your mind. What does that mean for me in my day to day? What does that mean for us in our day-to-day? What's the attitude of my, of my thought life? What's the attitude of what's going on in my head? Is it grateful? Is it thankful? Is it joy-filled? Is it hope-filled? Where are my hope levels at in, my, in the thinking patterns? This is the way that the mind of Christ thinks. Because the Father is the most hope-filled being we'll ever know. He created hope itself. His mind is full of good thoughts, and we now have the mind of Christ. As believers, if I'm still feeling like a victim to my experience of life out of control with my response to life, with my behaviors, with my desires, the truth is I have self-control because it's a fruit of the Spirit, and I have the Spirit of God right? I have self-control. The truth is, I can endure all things because Jesus makes a way for me. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. When you're tempted, he offers a way out so that you can endure it. 
Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is the truth, but it doesn't always feel like that, you know? It doesn't always feel like that. As believers, a good practice is to ask Holy Spirit, how has my thinking been useless because of the attitude of my mind? Do I need to repent for the patterns of thinking? And this is just, repent isn't a scary word, like I keep saying. It's a beautiful picture of intimacy with God, where he says, let me give you a hand out of what you were not made for into who I see you as. See, when you're a parent and you look at your kids, and sometimes they have irrational meltdowns. And you're like, if you could just like come into this rational thought with me, that everything we're doing right now is for your enjoyment. We've bought, brought you here to this theme park for you. I do not want to ride the merry-go-round again. But we are here for your enjoyment because I want to have time with you and I want to create memories with you. And so if you could step into this rational thought, but in their world, this, the, the cut lid to their cup will not latch on and everything else matters not. You know, and, 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 and I don't want to say that sometimes we go through stuff that just sucks and it hurts and, and we're, we're in this world and it's fallen and we can feel the weight of that. But I made a decision a long time ago that I will not allow the enemy to win. The things that I can control, the things inside of me that God says are mine, I'm going to lean into them every time. Because when it's interesting because we'll lean into these things that the enemy offers us even though they're temporary. Because the the because the temporary pain of getting whole seems more uncomfortable. But I will tell you, as the great pruner comes, as Jesus comes and prunes in the garden, he comes to the tree and he, he prunes. And sometimes those vines are wrapped around us real tight. Sometimes those vines have gone, gone under our skin a bit and our skin has grown over and the vines feel like they're one with us. The lies, the realities, the, the behaviors, the desires, the experiences, they feel like they've become one with us. And for him to come and to get those things out from under our skin, there's going to be temporary pain in order for a final healing of wholeness. And this morning, the Lord is offering us an invitation into something that may feel painful because we've called something that was meant to kill us and destroy us who we are. And he's and, and getting rid of that thing that's dug its claws in will be a temporary pain. But in that pruning away, we figure out who we really are. And he shows us, this is not what was meant for you. I'm getting this off because I love you. 
you know, we, for our kids, we put the neosporin on. Because we know that if this, we let this go, it's going to get infected. And we put the neosporin on, and it's the worst thing ever. We put the peroxide on, and it's like, why are you torturing me? Why would you do, inflict this kind of pain on me? I'm like, well, I don't want you to lose your knee over something stupid. I want you to get your finger cut off because I, you don't want to clean your wound. There's some wounds. He's coming with, the, with this, this supernatural peroxide. He's coming in to clean us up, Brian. Um, but it, this, this is going to start with a changing of our mind. I wanted to go into all the steps, but look, we're just talking about changing the mind today. So will you guys stand with me? Wave your hand at me if, if God's doing something in your heart. Beautiful. All right. Let's just close our eyes together. Let's close our eyes. And if you just if you want to just show Jesus a sign of surrender, just go ahead and put your hands out. Thank you, Lord. No, this morning, if that's for you, if you feel like this is today, I, I need to change my mind about some things. I need to ask God to come and take the scales off my eyes. I need to ask God to come and prune some of these lies. Get this vine off my heart. That vine, it, it feels normal and comfortable, but it will squeeze the life out of you. It keeps you restricted from truly being able to move and be all that he made you to be. So this morning, if that's you and you feel like, man, maybe you're the person that's like, I'm in this. I'm ready to just get all the things, change my mind about anything. I don't know if anything's coming up, but I'm in it. Nothing's really, you know, but God, just come and change my mind. Whatever needs to be changed, God, whatever needs to be turned around in my thinking so that I can invite this new perspective so that I can position my heart from heaven and be able to see circumstance of life from where you're seated in heavenly places and I'm there with you. If that's you, just ask the Holy Spirit, come change my mind. Come change my mind, change my thinking. If it's you this morning, you're say there are things coming up, and I, and I, I see the conditions that I'm that I'm that I'm trapped in. I see the conditions I've put on my joy, on my peace, on my hope. There are conditions that I've given the Holy Spirit. Listen, those are unholy covenants we've made. I'll never do this until this changes. Listen, we gave all that up when we said you can have my life. You can have my life, whatever it looks like. We gave it up. We gave up the conditions when we accepted his unconditional love. We gave up the conditions. It's unconditional. <laughs> so if that's you this morning, I just want you to hold your hands out and say, Jesus, come and break off these conditions. Thank you, Father. 
come and break these conditions off, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you that every time you take something away, you replace it with something fresh and new. And we, we receive the new this morning. We receive the new thoughts. We receive, we receive the new. The new thing you're doing in us, God, we receive it. We receive it. We receive it, God. We receive it. Prayer team, if you want to come up. I'm going to pray for you guys. You guys want to sit in his presence and just continue to let God minister to your heart. You can do that. If you have prayer needs, if you have pain in your body, the healer's here. If you want to have some family agree with you in prayer and continue on this journey of becoming love and having God change our minds. You want people to agree with you in prayer, you can come up and get prayer. Let me bless you guys. Jesus, thanks for this family. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts. Thanks for preparing your bride for all that you have for us. Preparing us in the good and in the bad so that we can face it from the perspective that heaven sees. So that fear will not be our master and our ruler, but that fear would bow its knee to the spirit of God inside of each one of your sons and daughters this morning. Thanks that fear is being broken in Jesus' name. Yeah, and then you're just replacing it with, with that unconditional love. We love you, Jesus. Amen. We love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Feel free to stay and connect. Come up for prayer if you need it. We would love to pray with you. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.